Interested in upgrading or downgrading your home? First time buyer? TPS, DACA, or ITIN? Not a problem. Call or text Yamilef Estrada with the MG team at Rowe Real Estate for all your real estate needs at 479-616-8854. And we're back. I don't know what episode this is, Manny. Um, 79. This is probably like episode 80, I think. No, it's, it's, trust me. It's what? 79. 79, okay, so it's episode no, I, 79. I got you, I got you. I was, I first saw this. I knew you weren't gonna know. I, I was like, I gotta check it out. When you're not here, I check the number. Yeah. But when you're here, I just don't. I just go with the flow. Well, yeah. But this is episode 79 of the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. I'm Manny. And uh, last week, I wasn't here. That's surprising, because it's usually Manny who's not here. What? Shots throw, fired. Throw Shots me under fired. the bus. <laughs> throw me but I probably won't bus. be here next week, but uh, we take turns, uh, and today we're actually both here, so that's good. Um, a lot going on, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, today is the 24th. We've got about four days since Inauguration Day. New president. Got a new prez. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's. I feel great. I'm happy that we got a new president. I mean, it was the last administration was so bad, so terrible, so tyrannical. Um, this is like breathing a breath of fresh air. Um, you know what's crazy? Like, I actually time. feel like comfortable emailing the like administration team. You know, like if if I have a question or like a worry about like immigration and stuff, I feel comfortable emailing them without yeah. thinking that they might try to deport anybody that I know. Right. You know? Yeah. When And, you know, right now they've got a moratorium on all de- deportations. Um, yeah. And so, like, they're, they're looking to help. They want to take care of people. They know that if people are being deported right now, there's a possibility that they're going to go. They're going to send people to a foreign country. and It might get COVID. They're putting people in uh, public health in danger. Um, and they're trying to avoid all that. I mean, so it... it they there is an immigration mindset that's pro people mm-hmm. now that that didn't exist i think one of the one of the weird things as you know cuz i've i've talked about it on this podcast joe biden was not my pick like with the all democratic candidates right joe biden probably was like my last one i started out supporting julian castro and then bernie uh and then at the end it was just biden and Trump, and of course, I have to pick Biden over Trump, right? Absolutely. Um, and then you're seeing all these positive stuff already happening with the um, Muslim ban being reversed, mm-hmm. and other things in immigration. You know, uh, strengthening strengthening DACA, um, yeah. the immigration bill that has been like the details have kind of been coming out in regards to like giving people a pathway to citizenship, uh, giving automatically green cards to people that have DACA or have TPS, and it's very surreal, you know, because yeah. I'm like, what? They're doing good. Like, the president's actually doing good stuff right. for immigration. Like, I'm, I'm still like, I can't believe it's real. It's it's night and day. I mean, especially, I mean, I think of, like, the DACA recipients that you and I, I think we we might have talked about it once or twice on, on previous episodes. But, you know, they weren't even taking in applications anymore. Yeah. You know, that, and it's not even like... There's there's no there's no reason not to be able to not send something in. Look it over. You maybe you have an extended period of time where 
you know, because of COVID-19, it might take longer to, to, to address an, an application. I, I had people tell me that they started receiving emails on inauguration day on, on DACA applications. Um, and maybe that was a coincidence. I don't know, but it, it, it's, it's just, it is, it's, it's refreshing um, to have a change. Um, yeah, and like just, just in general, you know, looking at that immigration bill, that's that's hopefully hopefully passes you know it's tough but hopefully it passes it it would give uh legal authorization to remain in this country to a lot of our parents yeah people who never even who could have qualified for dapa that obama tried to pass as an executive order eventually got reversed Uh, it gives people hope to be able to work here legally to have driver's license and to like take our parents out of the shadows you know because they've been living in the shadows ever since they entered this country so even trying to take that in as a possibility like for me it's still very surreal yeah it, i mean it's it because even just before that you you're talking about generations of people who are like that that's never going to happen you know i i think i was lucky to have parents that got in because of an executive order but well dude well our parents got in because of that reagan amnesty right right Right. Like literally like year like they barely made the the cutoff time right exactly and and nothing's happened in 40 years since mm-hmm. then other than daca right which i'm super thankful for daca but for those old that older generation that wasn't there in that little cutoff um they just had no, nothing going for them um so having some i mean i think of like my tios my tias i have cousins that you know live in fear deportation have for years and years and years and now there's something like that's possible on the horizon and i i remember uh probably on friday me and my aunt were hanging out uh she had just gotten her papers underway and we were talking about you know the cousins that might actually get Mm. some stuff underway and we just looked at each other huge smile on her face we're just like oh my god like i i can't believe it i yeah. can't believe it i almost want to cry right now just yeah, yeah. It. i'm, I'm seeing like, the, i'm seeing the the tears are trying to develop in your yeah eyes, but man. it's it's because it's real i mean it's yeah. just like finally something's happening and um, you got to volunteer in your first daca clinic this past saturday. i know not I, this saturday but the past saturday two yeah yeah when whenever you were gone um what you mean i was at the daca <laughs> clinic i wasn't here i wasn't here on sunday yeah. but i was at the daca clinic right but and and that was cool man i mean and 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 it's during the pandemic too it's a great feeling knowing that yeah during a pandemic but it's a great feeling knowing that you know more more of those things can be can happen now um because those applications are going to be accepted yeah um because we have an administration that's actually take it seriously yeah and because of many of your fundraising efforts you know we've we've been able to fundraise to cover about 28 um people for their DACA fees and we held the DACA clinic here at the Springdale Civic Center this past Saturday and uh, Manny helped us out at the uh, screening table yeah um, how was your experience just in just uh, volunteering for the first time and especially yeah I guess it might be kind of weird because like during a pandemic where we all have to be kind of away from each other right I, I mean yes there's that aspect to it um, and that's that's why it's so cool to go and see those things because you see these all-stars that have been working on this kind of work for so long um that you know are, are still sacrificing their time even during a pandemic i you know obviously you know what i was doing there i wasn't doing as much as some other people and but just being in a room with people that do that kind of work 
um, it's amazing. It's always inspiring to me just the fact that this has been such a continued effort um, for years and years and years. Um, and I'm happy that I got to just step in and help a little bit. And shout out to the people that were filling out the forms, right? Because me and you, like, yeah, yeah. I was kind of running around like a headless <laughs> chicken just trying to do everything I could, right? Like, I was bringing pizza, I was doing all that, and you were at the screen table. But the people that were, like, filling out the forms, that's probably the most, like, difficult part of a DACA clinic. Tedious. There's long. so much information. Yeah. Especially finding, you have to you have to know every single address that you lived in since you came into the country right you have to show proof that you've been here right so having to get all those addresses having to get all the information from the person it's quite a few sheets of paper that they have to fill out so shout out you know to all all our folks from the equipo defensa del inmigrante that helped us uh with those forms and our attorneys shout Nathan out to Bogart, the attorneys that yeah showed up and samantha vital i think both time. past uh guests of our show I yes believe. um and uh yeah but we're really pumped about that we're really pumped about the good stuff that's happening immigration-wise in our country and just overall. Uh, but we're going to take a quick music break, and we'll be right back with our guest. But first, we're going to play a little song from Vivir Quintana in Monaferte. It's called Canción Sin Miedo. We'll be right back after this quick break. Sus muertas 
Colonia, gritamos por cada desaparecida, que retumbe fuerte, nos queremos vivas, que caiga con fuerza el feminicida. was a beautiful song. Uh, it was Cancion Sin Miedo from Vivir Quintana and Monaferte. And uh, now we're coming back with our guest. Um, she is the Community Engagement, engagement Coordinator. coordinator. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for spelling it out for him because <laughs> we both forget all the time. It's okay. It's very wordy. Titles can be difficult sometimes, but we're glad we got it right. Yeah, we always want to get it right because those are important to people. Yeah. From out, of, the, out of respect. Yes. <laughs> From the Latinx Theater Project, uh, Gabby Arroyo, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And we were talking a little bit off air about the Latinx Theater Project, but before we get to that, let's uh, talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you originally from? Were you born here in Arkansas? What's um, the deal with that? Yeah, so I am originally from Rogers, Arkansas. I've lived here my whole life. Um, I have two older sisters. Um, my parents are originally from Michoacan, mm -hmm. um, so shout out. Um, and I'm currently a student at University of Arkansas studying theater performance, uh, minoring in Latino and Latin American studies. Um, yeah, and I just, I'm, I'm very passionate about working with the community and doing things that kind of like share and like be able to give people an opportunity to express their emotions and their mm. inner um, struggles and like forms like art and things like that. Um, so that's that's a little bit about me. And you're also related to a friend of ours, Magdalena Arroyo. Yes, yeah, she's my uh, older sister. Who many of us know as Magdalena or Magda. Yes. And uh, we were just talking about her, and uh, we were, I was telling you off offline that I hope she doesn't get mad at me because I've known her for such a long time, and we have you on the show before her. Yeah. But we'll have her on the, we'll have her on the, on the future as well because we have a lot to talk about. But we're really appreciative of you being here, and it's really interesting you saying that you you know you were born in Rogers because a lot of our of our past guests, specifically people that are like from Mexican descent, mm -hmm. they usually make their way to Cal, like they're usually from California, <laughs> usually from Los Angeles or from somewhere where I'm from, like yeah. from Monterey County, and then they moved over here because of, of jobs. Mm -hmm. um, how was your your uh, family's journey to Arkansas? So my parents, um, when they got married, they migrated to uh, Lopo, California. And they, Ooh, that that's California where they, link. <laughs> <laughs> that, that California link never misses. It's, it always, it's always part of the story. Um, and there, they had my oldest sister, and then they moved back to Mexico, mm. had my second, uh, my other sister. And then uh, we had family already living here. 
Um, and that's so, how it always goes. That's how it always goes. <laughs> the family's always here. They always and, say, there's jobs over here. Come yeah, over here. Yeah, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> and then they moved here to Northwest Arkansas. Um, I've li been living in Rogers ever since. Um, yeah, and then everybody just kind of, like, followed us. <laughs> yeah, and so how, how, how'd you get tied up with uh, theater and the art? Um, so I've always, since I was young, been very um, performative, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really start to get into theater until high school. Um, and then after high school, I, so I graduated early. And so I had like a semester where I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> and I was like, I know I want to join like a theater group, but like all the other groups of theater that were um, in Northwest Arkansas were like white. And so I didn't feel like they mm. were spaces for me. Yeah. And so and then I found the Latinx Theater Project on Instagram. I followed them. And then like a couple months later, they were having auditions and I was like, let's do it. Like, um, and then that's kind of how I guess that progressed. And that was just become like this huge passion of mine um, is like the performance arts. And the Latinx Theater Project, I believe you told me, began in 2017, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, I remember back then, I think I went to, uh, I think it might have been their first production. I think it was done at the uh, Art Center of the Ozarks, I believe. Mm, I'm not sure, but it was, the first one was Follow Me at the Osam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do remember whenever I went to go see it, um, I probably related to it more than a, a lot of people just because of like, they were talking about issues that affect our communities or just yeah. stereotypes and 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 including but including like rap music to mm -hmm. it and a lot of impro improvisation um why why do you think that the latin x uh art theater project like emphasize on that like emphasize on like the culture is that something that that is like part of the root of the project yeah. or what's what's the overall like idea of of this project so it's it's literally integrated into our like moral um, what's it called like your statement yeah your mission statement your mi yeah our okay. mission statement to specifically talk about like issues that are like related to what we represent um and so what was the question again? so it's like the like what is the the main idea of, mm -hmm. of I know I know you said it's part of this of like the mission statement but um like what, what like I guess coming from like the actual mission statement and like what the project is what are the goals of this of this project like is it to just to teach people people about like the culture mm -hmm. is it just about is it more just about having a platform for yeah. uh, people of color to like just um, voice I think it's a mix of a lot of things um, because when it comes to awareness I feel like if you're not aware by now mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like what are you watching what are you experiencing around you mm -hmm. um, so I guess maybe it's the fact that we want to create spaces uh, for people like us um, to have our own space to be like oh like this is how you feel so express it mm -hmm. um, and a lot of ways that we do that is like we have community workshops and so we'll invite the community and we'll have like a prompt or something and that's how people can either express through like poems or rap or music mm -hmm. um, because a lot of us we're all either musical artists or maybe not but we all have this sort of like poetic heart mm -hmm. um, and so with all of that like the base of everything is that we just want to create awareness 
and we want to create like like a safe space i guess okay that's cool that's really really cool what are some of the things that you all have have done already like projects they all have worked on i know you mentioned the workshops but in regards to like performances um because y'all have done some stuff like y'all have taken trips to like chicago and Mm. california i was telling i was talking a little bit about how y'all went on the set of Gabriel Iglesias show and you were telling me that you didn't get to go, which oh, yeah, must have sucked, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I want to bring it up twice. On the air. <laughs> yeah, I can't react. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the season before me, but um, I guess, yeah, we do travel, or well, I guess before COVID, um, we were able to travel and it was meant to be to show us both like outside of Arkansas Mm -hmm. because also a lot of us have like only been here Mm -hmm. or California (laughs) California yeah and so we haven't really experienced a lot of places or arts from other places like the one that I remember mostly is uh, when we went to Chicago um we went to experience um the museums there like the uh, Mexican modern art museum Mm -hmm. And we got to see Hamilton. And so that was like a whole like, but not just that, like even just being in the city of Chicago and like being in a place where diversity is like really big was really cool because like here in Arkansas, um, the diversity is basically just white or Latino and like not that much, uh, maybe like the black community or indigenous community. Like it's very um, this or that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and so, so yeah, so traveling definitely helps us kind of like get inspired to like make new work. But when it comes to like our past work, it's always been about like a specific theme mm-hmm. or like maybe multiple themes, but they all kind of correlate. Um, like recently, our most recent one was Heroes and Monsters. And that one we really talked about um, just like media and how it affects like like my generation and how it affects like people of color and like how it just can be a good thing but also really hard difficult thing mm-hmm. uh, to deal with especially like now when the only thing we really have is like the internet yeah. and that's yeah. the way of connecting um but like before that like the crossroads which we talked about um immigration mm-hmm. and th- that's also been a really big topic with us is like immigration and um being pro-immigration and being able to show experiences of people who are undocumented and people who um, uh, have DACA, and so he. Do y'all do y'all ever find any pushback in, in like in trying to demonstrate that kind of art where you talk about political issues, even though I mean people will say that like oh you're getting political but like it's our life right like mm-hmm. it's it's our experiences what we go through. Do y'all ever receive any pushback for doing that? Uh, thankfully, not really. Um, I think it's because the way we kind of do it, we don't blatantly say what it is you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Like, we show it. Mm -hmm. And so I think with a lot of performance art, when you watch it, you feel it. It's not something that's really said to you. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's why people don't really push back because they're like, oh, I can't deny I felt, Mm -hmm. like, empathy towards that. Right. So it's kind of like when someone, let's say, for example, if I was to write a Facebook status saying, mm-hmm. you know what, uh, this administration is horrible, blah, 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 compared to me, do, like, 
filming a play showing like someone actually being affected by the administration and being like it's happening yes is that what you mean yeah because i think a lot of time people who maybe don't experience that or have the sort of hate towards that mm -hmm. uh don't realize it because they don't see it mm -hmm. and because here like especially in arkansas um like it's not very common um to what's the word like people see it but they don't really have it in their personal lives because mm -hmm. of who we hang out with sure they're not you know they're I mean? not as uh exposed to it yeah, yeah like um like people in bentonville or rogers where it's mostly like um maybe mostly bentonville like it's mostly a white community um while here in springdale it's mostly latinx right yeah. and so they don't see the like on the streets where like there's more police here mm -hmm. you know or like they don't see the fear in people's eyes a no. lot and so with like us we want to create like i guess not very force it but like kind of force it onto them like see what we're talking about yeah. um in a way that they'll find maybe like trendy because <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. they're like oh i'm gonna go watch this play and then it's like they come out with like oh that was a little... And I saw that different. in the um, the first performance that the group did, the Follow Me at Theo Sam, that mm -hmm. was at the Art Center at the Ozarks. Uh, it was like the first first show, and I saw like a bunch of white people come in, like older white folks, and a lot of them, like, you could just tell they had money. You know, they have money, mm -hmm. and they were just coming to see a nice art, like yeah. a nice play, right? And yes. But then like, like the play really got real, mm -hmm. and it started talking about like real issues, <laughs> and I could see some of them being like, oh, like... A little uncomfortable. What's going on here? Yeah. Like, this is like, a little I squirmy. <laughs> I don't see yeah. this in my bubble, in my daily bubble, you know? Like, so I, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. So I, I've got a few questions about uh, what you guys have coming up, you know, because obviously you guys had the Heroes and Monsters, mm -hmm. um, and that, because of COVID, was obviously presented in a different way. Mm -hmm. But I don't really want to talk about what it was. I want to talk about what it is now because it was like an online platform yeah. um, presentation. How did you guys feel about that? And I mean, do you think you guys will implement any of those things into future projects? Yeah. Um, did you learn anything from it that you're like, okay, maybe this will change how we approach yeah. um, projects going forward? Yeah, a big thing um, that came from like doing it online was accessibility. That was a big thing that we really learned mm -hmm. uh, was that we wanted to make this work accessible. Um, and so having it online, more people could watch it. Um, and because we had it set up so that um, you donated what you can, so uh, anybody could watch it. And I think the other part was um, it was definitely difficult because a lot of performance art is like very physical. And so, like, being stuck to a box yeah. was really hard because a lot of the acting came from our facial expressions and from, like, our backgrounds. And so it was very different to have to go from, like, having a whole stage, having it all prepped yeah. to now we're in this little box and everybody's in their little boxes. And we're not hearing that be. reaction, that, like, automatic reaction after you do something where, like, yeah. the, the audience yeah. claps is just, like... Y'all watching or what's going on, right. you know? Yeah, we, that was the other part. It's like, it felt very, um, like, film. Like, you don't get that automatic life reaction. Mm -hmm. um, which I know for me, like, it's something I thrive on. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, like, having to 
not really hear the feedback because that was the other part that I feel like we could have changed is like having a way to get that feedback and to get those like comments because we didn't we didn't really have that set up um, but yeah it was very <laughs> it was very different but like going forward I think um, with like our new projects it's hard because you want to be hopeful and you want to be like oh well we'll be a person you know right like, depending on how much time but also we might have to do it online, and then that's just going to be it. Well, yeah, but, you know, online, in like you said, in that little box, nobody's ever trained you for anything like yeah. that. You know, it, it, even if even if you want to go be a, a movie actor or you want to be a theater actor um, or you want to be an onstage comedian, there's no Zoom training that's mm -hmm. ever happened. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I that's what I was most impressed with is the way that y'all were able to organize it. And obviously there were other projects um, by other theater people that I saw that I, I was just blown away by the acting in a little box. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, you do think that you guys will try to add that kind of accessibility into mm -hmm. the new projects, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like even, like we were thinking of maybe like we can do it on stage, but film it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then so that that way it can be safe but also have that accessibility. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when this started, we had to learn real quick about like Zoom, about <laughs> um, filming, about editing, because we also edited our own like video. And wow. so that was already another intense thing. So shout out to everybody that did that because yeah. that was super hard. Um, but yeah, it definitely is like a, in theater and any type of performance job, you have to be a quick learner. And so, especially when it comes to things like COVID-19, when that came around, like we had to be quick to learn about like, not just the safety procedures, but also how are we gonna show what we wanna do to like everybody and then keep the same um, like soul of it. Yeah. And, you know. And I think after, after uh, people listening to this interview and go check out the Latinx uh, Art Theater Project, They'll probably want to know more about it and even might want to join. How does that, how do people join this project? Um, so right now we aren't sadly doing any auditions, um, but you can join in different ways. We are always um, wanting like donations, like, but <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, you know, yeah. but also like if you follow us on Instagram um, at Latinx Theater Project, uh, there's always something that we have going on. Like right mm -hmm. now we're working on doing like a community writing prompt. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are like small ways that you can get in touch with us and then we get to know you in more like a personal level. Um, so hopefully maybe next season we might open up auditions and then, but we'll all have that information on our Instagram. So that'll probably be the best way you can get connected with us um, and know what we're up to. Sounds good. And you, you were part of the life program at NWEC mm -hmm. as well, right? I was telling you that I know like a Alex and, and Leslie from, I think you told me they were like the fr first generation yeah. of life. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're part of something now called Life Legacy. Can you talk a yeah. little bit more about that? So I was a life mentor. And then once you are like, once you leave that mentorship, you don't technically leave because now you're a legacy mentor. Uh, which means like we're always going to be stuck to that program because it's something that I feel very passionate about um, of helping high school students like mm -hmm. figure out their way through whether it be college or you know whatever job they want to do and like be able to give them that path. Um, 
Um, and then as a legacy, we just, honestly, our, our biggest job right now is just to keep the, um, what's the word? Like the engagement there um, and continue being mentors to our like old students and our old people. And so, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> And so what are what are some of the things that you might be kind of like interested? I know you told me that you were starting to get involved more in the community and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there something specifically that interests you? I know we talked that right now you just mentioned the fact that you kind of like want to you do want to do the mentor part of it mm -hmm. and you'll be continuing doing with the uh, doing work with the Latinx student project. But is there anything else that that that's getting your attention that you want to do, but maybe yeah. you just kind of haven't gotten to it yet? Um, well, my biggest passion, I think, of all everything is um, film mm. um, and having my goal is to have more inclusion and diversity mm -hmm. in film um, so right now I'm actually an intern for Bentonville Film Festival okay um, working as like a with the programming cool. uh, department um, and so hopefully like in the future I'll be able to make specific um, steps to have that diversity inclusion especially mm -hmm. here in Arkansas like be able to grow the film industry and be able to make it a like a diverse part and not just show one side of Arkansas but show like a beautiful colorful side mm -hmm. um, so yeah well that's really cool I'm excited to just to kind of see what you do in the in the near future not only with the uh, art project Latinx art theater project but just overall general in the community um, and thank you for for coming on the show and being a guest uh, hopefully we can even have more members of the Latinx theater project yes. come in here and we can kind of I know that you don't really want to talk about the projects that are coming up soon but yeah keep an eye out because it's coming but in the future whenever it's public uh, y'all are more than welcome to come on here and promote it and talk about it and uh, but yeah thank you once again yeah. for being yeah, here thank you thank Gabby you so much. and that's the uh, end of the episode for this week episode 79 right Manny that's I hope so now that I, I talked uh, that, that up be so episode much 79, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's gonna go on and be like no, no. Uh, but we'll be back we'll be yeah. back next week thank you all for tuning in and uh, have a good rest of your week peace